Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Panel this morning consists of uh, Hayley Holt from uh, TVNZ fame, of course, and Jeff McTainch from Sky Sport, and uh, a mixed array of subjects to talk about this morning. Uh, Hayley, first of all, uh, uh, MIQ is now being populated by our Paralympians. Uh, they're all home now and a really successful campaign. But if we look at the Olympics and the Paralympics, what a powerful time for women's sport it's been. I know it's so, so amazing to see all our, our women out there um, at the top of their game. I don't know quite what has caused this, but I kind of can only take guesses, of course. can only assume that this is kind of a result of women's sport being taken seriously as, a, as an entity own right, rather than they also ran after the men. And I also, I don't know whether in New Zealand, you know, we have this myth of the pioneering about pioneering, pioneering women ancestors. And I don't know, I guess maybe that's more than a myth. Maybe it's true. Maybe our women are strong compared to the rest of the world. Who knows? Well, the other thing that gets me about it is that every time you ring one, they always want to talk to you. Every time you, you speak to them in an interview situation, they're so bubbly, so effervescent about the whole thing. Um, it, it's a breath of fresh air sometimes, to be perfectly honest, Hayley, when dealing with some of our men folk. I, I agree. I wonder if our men have been trained out of being honest and authentic when they reply to questions. You know, they're sort of maybe coming with with a little bit of, um, not paranoia, but, you know, they're, sort of, they're wary about what these people are asking them, and so they want to be careful and not say the wrong thing. But I feel like women are maybe more confident at that age in how they feel and also they don't have that pressure that big you know men's sport has a lot of pressure on them a lot of sponsorship yeah well that's true i guess and i think you make a valid point about about being coached away from being anything other than the party line i think there's something in that uh jeff mctainch of course uh from sky television is with us this morning uh, calls a lot of uh, rugby uh, and you might be about to again. Have you had any whispers, Jeff, about uh, when it's going to start, <laughs> how it's going to be, uh, how it's going ahead without uh, the Auckland-based teams as such? Oh, morning, Smithy. Morning, Haley, uh, and listeners. Uh, yeah, it's well. Hopefully, we get some more footy soon, mate. Um, I'm hearing that uh, we might be playing rugby uh, or teams outside of uh, the Auckland region uh, will be playing some sort of a competition with uh, North Harbour and, and Auckland. 
Uh, this is the Bunnings, uh, Bunnings Cup to, to be added later. Um, and, and I know New Zealand Rugby are looking at um, designs around the FPC and, and what that might look like as well. But um, no, I sent a text yesterday to the boss just to ask what was going on. But um, I think they're still over the next sort of 24, 48 hours trying to figure that out. But hopefully um, I get the feeling that we might have some rugby of some kind next week um, somewhere around the country. <laughs> Jeff, um, one of the big stories yesterday, and uh, I'll get you to comment on this too, Haley, as well. But Jeff, initially was uh, the mooting of a 12s rugby tournament along the same lines as the IPL. In other words, uh, the players make a lot of money in a very short space of time, which for them, of course, is absolutely ideal. Do you see it as a goer? Well, again, it's, it's one of those innovations, isn't it, mate, that, uh, that has come up. We've seen it with 10s in the past, obviously. Um, you know, League have tried it with the 9s, but... Uh, Look, I was reading the article yesterday and saw Steve Hansen's comments. I think there is merit to it. Um, you know, the game has to innovate, has to change. I know we're going to talk about the rules of the game at some point soon too, but um, they have to do something to, to attract uh, more, more eyeballs um, so that the game can stay healthy. And, and look, we, we talk about players taking sabbaticals. Well, well, maybe if we can work this into some sort of an international calendar, uh, where these players are able to go, there are eyeballs, they all get um, the paycheck that they're after and, and, and that time to play with the top players, then they go back. Maybe that's a cleaner, uh, more effective way of, of, uh, of allowing players to, I guess, exercise a bit of that um, you know, sabbatical type thing and, and go and make a bit of extra cash. So I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I like the idea of 12s. Um, and I do like the changes uh, that they are, are looking at for the rules, i.e. Uh, if, you have a, if you win a scrum penalty, you can't kick for goal, you have to kick for the corner. So it kind of it makes the game a little bit more exciting and, and I, I suppose speeds it up and makes it more attractive for the viewer. Hayley, when you look at a game of rugby, um, do you find it confusing? Do you find it a good look at the moment? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't even know if the people who are calling the game know exactly what's going on. It's so confusing. You pretty much just have to wait and see uh, if the score comes up. And then you know, yeah, like, yeah my, team's got a, my team's on the board. But, I mean, it's, I watch it because I enjoy the athleticism and the physicality of it. But I don't understand what exactly is always going on um, in the breakdown. So, and it is confusing. So I would definitely um, encourage simplifying the game. I don't know if making a whole new game, new tournament is the answer because would that just take away from rugby? Like, don't they need to fix rugby itself rather than come in with a whole new tournament and just sort of more confusion confusion, uh, added with different rules for this tournament, different rules for Super Rugby, who knows, with international rugby. it, It is a very confusing environment at the moment and I think that is why people are turning away. Hayley, um, I'm not sure whether you've had a chance to read the press release on this one yet, but uh, New Zealand Rugby have released a whole new set of rules that they're going to experiment with, uh, particularly at age group level through to club level, including uh, no competition for the ball in the, you know, in the air anymore. Tackling must be above sternum height. Um, and... and Sorry, below sternum height, sorry, uh, as opposed to above, below sternum height for safety reasons. Um, And in terms of scrums, what they're going to do is you have one reset and then um, that's the end of that. 
Uh, you go to golden oldie type scrums. Uh, now, I'm not quite sure. We've had a, a barrage of texts anti this. What are your initial thoughts on that? Man, it's hard. And my initial thoughts are if you're changing rules for player safety, that's got to be a good thing. There are lots of injuries that we do get to our young players, head injuries, um, etc. And so that's got to be a good thing of saving these young players' brains, basically. And I and mm. you can't be upset with that. I don't know. I guess I'm for it. Okay. That's, that's okay. Um, okay, I, I like that. Uh, Jeff, what, what about you? Yes, Smithy, I, I agree with Hayley. I think any way that uh, New Zealand rugby or you know um, can, can make the game safer for players is, is absolutely got to be a good thing. And you also have to remember that um, rugby is competing with so many other sports these days. I think if you talk to you know, ten parents um, about what they want to get their kids into at a young age. I would, I would, I think you'd struggle to find most would say rugby because of the fact that um, it is a contact sport, and, and we've seen um, the damage that uh, the game can do um, to, to young people. So, if we can make it safer, more attractive for participation purposes, that's got to be a good thing for New Zealand rugby. But just on the wider. Um, program that they're going with there, like Wayne Smithson behind that tour released this morning and so you've got a, a guy like that uh, a rugby brain now of a Wayne Smith, um, you know, giving his advice on it, um, that, that, that's got to be a good thing as well, but just on the wider um, subject of it, look I think if we look at the Geordie Barrett example from that Bledisloe Cup test in Perth, I, I think absolutely the right call was made there and it was great to see that Brad Moore and they went in with a couple of biomechanists and 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 got some clarity around it because nothing that Geordie did there um, was of uh, malicious intent um, or, or reckless in that matter. He was he was going up, he mistimed his jump slightly and he got um, Eureka Corabetti in the face. Um, but I think interpretation around the law is a key thing and we need if there is one thing that you know, we need to improve on in the game, it, it's clarity around interpretation and transparency around what that is. And in general, around the rules, I think the 16th person um, or, or the, the other person on the field at the time, uh, the, the 31st person, I should say, on the park at the time, needs to have a bit of a bit of say. The referee's not going to catch everything. And, and you look at the dark arts in rugby, that's all part of it. So we, we can't get every call right. And I think if we try and get everything right in the game, it's going to slow the game down and it's going to ruin it for the viewer. So... Uh, the, the referee needs a little bit of leeway, but I think they absolutely need across-the-board clarity around interpretation and what the rules are. Great stuff, Jeff. Uh, please stay with us, and you too, Haley, if you can. Uh, I'd like to your opinion on a couple of other issues. Uh, one, of course, uh, is MIQ priority, and should our athletes overseas uh, get priority? Can they jump the queue? Um, I'll ask you your opinion on those matters uh, very shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Hayley Holt has been good enough to join us this morning, as too has uh, Jeff McTainch. Hayley from uh, TVNZ, of course. Uh, you can see her reading the news at night time, the sports news, and Jeff McTainch, uh, you'll hear his voice uh, commentating rugby very shortly, we hope. But, uh, Jeff, just before we finish on the rugby subject, so then, you know, Geordie Barrett gets uh, removed. So that was the right, um, the right call. And then uh, the judiciary turned around uh, on the back of a really big and concerted effort from the All Blacks, turned around and exonerate Geordie Barrett from any further punishment. How did the refereeing group feel about that? 
Well, I know that the referees um, have been applauded for for for, for their uh, for their call on field the the team there. Um, so I know the judiciary uh, thought at the time that they'd made the right call based on the information and uh, and I guess the, as as we talked about the interpretation of contact to the head. But it's a it's an example of. I think common sense prevailing, and we don't always see that in the game of rugby, do we? It, uh, when it gets to the judicial panel, um, Nabura, the uh, Highlanders uh, outside back uh, a few years ago, uh, I, I think he copped about a six-week suspension for a very similar um, incident on the field. His foot came out, and he, he, he copped a New South Wales Waratahs player in the face. So we've come from a, a situation where a guy got six weeks to a guy in a test match, and Geordie Barrett. Um, you know, putting a good case forward. And I think that's something to remember as well. These players, they don't always put their, their teams, the legal teams behind them through fear of um, reprimand or, or um, you know, further sanctions. So I think it was a brave move. And I think on the referees' front, they made the right call. But going back to that interpretation and clarity, hopefully um, we can get more of that from this case. Hayley, a moral issue is uh, sort of cropping up. I think it's been sitting there for a while, but it's just starting to come to the surface now. We had um, a, a couple of people on, particularly yesterday, um, pleading the case for uh, our individual athletes uh, who are doing their own thing in things like triathlon, golf, etc., um, not being able to get home. Uh, what's your view on, on uh, jumping the queue in MIQ? Well, I can appreciate their frustration because this is um, their trade, I suppose. They're trying to try to apply their trade overseas and they can't get home. But I just don't think that it's only athletes and our sports stars who are struggling with this. There are so many people who aren't public-facing, who don't have the opportunity to talk to the media about how they're struggling, how they can't get home. I know I've got a, a family member myself who has been trying to get home for a few months now and probably looking like they won't be home before Christmas. But because they're not public-facing, they don't really get a chance to complain about it. They just have to wait. And so I feel like it is frustrating, but we are all in this together. And everybody, not just sports people, are struggling with this MIQ system and really just going to have to... You really just have to suck it up and lump it, I think. Jeff, do you, you uh, agree with that? Oh, I, I don't agree with that. I think that um, when you look at the MIQ situation at the moment as it stands, um, and, and we take examples of, of Braden Curry, for example, New Zealand triathlete, um, he had to make a call just before New Zealand went into lockdown whether he was going to go overseas to effectively keep his career alive. If he didn't go, um, that would be the end of his career. And so his wife, Sally uh, Curry, who's also his manager, uh, wrote an open pen letter to, um, to Grant Robinson um, because they had a situation where Braden, after he'd competed, could have come back uh, on the exact same itinerary as one of his um, travelling colleagues and shared an MIQ space together, but they said no. So... Um, Sally wrote to Grant and was just seeking a bit of clarity around that. Um, and you know, Ryan Fox, I know he's talked about it as well. Uh, he, he has to obviously make a living on the European golf tour. He's got to try and keep his tour card. He doesn't play. He doesn't get paid. And essentially, he could be out in the woods too um, with, with his career. So um, I think there's two things here. You've got people overseas that are wanting to come home. Um, 
New Zealanders that aren't athletes. They want to come home and have a space. You've got athletes that want to isolate at home if they've got some sort of a vaccine passport. Um, and Ryan himself said, look, we know the rules. We know the risk if we break them. It's, it's, it's game over for us. So um, I think it might not be a bad idea. You've got the All Blacks getting um, exemptions to go overseas to play rugby. Um, and Sally's point, too, in the letter she penned to Grant was, if it's one rule for one, why is it uh, different for, uh, for another? So I can see uh, where athletes are coming from. And we also want, as, as general public, um, we, we don't mind watching them, do, uh, do we, uh, compete on the biggest stage? We've just seen it uh, with the Olympic Games as well. So you can understand the frustration. And I think if we can strike a balance, it might not be a bad thing to open up a bit more space. Jeff McTainch, uh, thanks for your thoughts this morning. Hayley Holt as well. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of the show and uh, your input as well. It's, uh, it's great to hear those opinions. Don't, don't always agree. We don't always agree. Uh, and that is the idea of the panel itself. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.